It's time for Calling All Sports. Today's show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Hag Realtors, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Dakota Beverage, Hucet Speedway, Comfort King, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And welcome to a... I got to I got to stop and think about what day it is because this is March and it's March Madness. Today is Wednesday because we did not have a live show Monday or Tuesday because of the uh, Summit League tournament. Uh, because at KWSN, which is our flagship station, they were carrying uh, the games that involved South Dakota State and USD, which in both of those days during our time slot was the SDSU women. And congrats to them for winning their tenth Summit League title. Neil Graff is here with me in the studio and. This was an odd year, Neil. I knew they were going to win. There was no question. Uh, you know, like the people in the newsroom were, were saying, well, let's do a live shot at four o'clock if they win. I said, no, no, no. They're, they're going to win by 30 plus points. They are because they've got a really good team this year and the rest of the league is down a bit. Um, so when you're, when you're really good and the rest, it, it, it's just been odd because the last however many years it's been USD. And SDSU taking turns winning, and they've both been really good. And this year, it just wasn't the case. I mean, that, that's how you got a 10 seed in the semifinals. That had never happened. I think you had a 1, a 5, a 6, and a 10. And that had never happened before. Well, that's because 10 through 2 throw a coin up in the air, and, and anybody could win. But I didn't think anybody was going to beat the Jackrabbits, and nobody came close. Well, you know, you're right. I mean, the probabilities were, were high for their success. And, and uh, I mean, it, it turned out it evolved that way. But, you know, that when you talk about the different seeds uh, being successful, that makes, I mean, the diversification, uh, it makes for great interest from a fan perspective. And, and even though we knew, uh, again, with a high probability who the champion would be, it still makes for great fan interest. Yeah. I mean, I've heard some people say it's good for the league to have parity. Uh, but they don't have parity because you still got one team that's head and shoulders above the rest this year. That's just this year. I mean, go back to last year. South Dakota had a phenomenal team, but they graduated most of the team. And then two of their three other returning best players transferred out on the portal. Maddie Kroll went to Nebraska and, uh, Watson went down to West Virginia with Don Plitzwhite. So, you know, it, it was kind of on Grace Larkin's shoulders, and she did great. I love watching her play this year, and hopefully she's happy and wants to stay and, and likes her coach. I think uh, Kayla did a nice job in her first year. They were 10-8 and eight in the conference, and they can build their team around Grace. Um, but, yeah, the, and, and, you know, I suppose, you, you know I don't like the transfer portal, but they could plug in a couple of spots through the transfer transfer portal as well. At USD. But anyway, right now, everybody's kind of quite a ways back of South Dakota State. We'll have Aaron Johnson on the show on Friday. Uh, they'll find out on Monday, I believe it is, who they play, where they play, and it won't be long. And I'll be gone for a few days off covering them. But, yeah, uh, congrats to South Dakota State. They look really, really good all three games in the tournament. That game yesterday was over, like, right away. It was 11-8. to and then it was 26 to 8 and it was over. So, congrats. They've won 21 straight games and they know they can play with a lot of teams in the country. There's no question in their mind. All right. Chad Greenway will join us in the first half. 
And then Clay Matvik will join us in the second half. Clay called both championship games yesterday in the Summit League Tournament. Most of the time, you don't give your garage door a second thought until it doesn't open or close. That's where Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls comes in. Our service professionals are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you have a garage door emergency, we'll be there. And we're here for preventative maintenance, too. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago. It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every day with a smile. There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love for you to become part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beef to 85000. Orthopedic pain shouldn't disrupt every part of your life. You sit out when others head out. You find yourself saying, not today, when you really wish you could. If you've been avoiding the activities you used to love, make a change. The expert team at Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can guide you through a full scope of orthopedic care. We have surgical and non-surgical treatment options that manage your pain to get you back in action. Because life is better with the freedom to move. Learn more at SanfordHealth.org. Rosenbauer, the world's largest manufacturer of firefighting equipment, is inviting you to join them in building life-saving fire trucks. Based in Lyon, South Dakota, they offer great pay, up to $26 an hour depending on experience. They have generous health benefits, flexible start times, weekends off, and PTO that starts the day you do. With on-the-job training in most positions, you can build a difference in the world at Rosenbauer. Apply online at BuildFireTrucks.com. Rosenbauer is an equal opportunity employer including veterans and disability hi i'm misty carlson and next to me is betsy weber and we're with Corey insurance it's that time of year again when we reflect on what we're thankful for right betsy definitely we live in such a great city and state that continue to thrive because of all the wonderful businesses and families who call this home we're so blessed to work for a family-owned business like Corey insurance we both understand the power of local shopping when it comes to insurance a local agent becomes part of your family Corey insurance is an independent insurance agency, which means we can provide you with plenty of options so we can find the plan that works best for you and your family. We represent many insurance companies with A-plus ratings, and we're confident we can find one that fits your needs. We are so thankful for our customers who trust us with their insurance. If you're looking for a local agent, we are always here to answer any questions that you might have for planning the new year. Just give us a call at 605-336-6303 or go to kouriinsurance.com. Happy holidays from all of us at Corey Insurance to all of you. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, Hague Realtors, and Comfort King. And welcome back. We are hoping to have Chad with us here, but if not, Neil and I will just gab. We uh, we like doing that. And uh, so uh, last night we had 14 teams in boys basketball punch their tickets to the state tournaments next week. Uh, the double A is in Rapid City. The A is in Sioux Falls and the B is uh, in Aberdeen. Those are the three locations every year. Now the girls state tournaments start tomorrow. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. Start tomorrow. The double A is in Sioux Falls at the Pentagon. The B is in Huron and the A is in Watertown. 
And so those are a little bit closer for us. But yeah, every year the boys are in those three locations. I, Neil, what are your thoughts on combining all three in one location and then having, you know, it, I've always thought, always thought, and I know the Activities Association people hate it when I bring this up, and they they could care less what I think anyway. But, you know, that's why you have shows like this, so you can voice your opinion, which I don't a whole lot, but I have over the years, and on TV too. I don't like the state tournament set up the way it is where there's a seventh-place game. I grew up in Massachusetts where... You, there was one game at Boston Garden. Uh, the championship game was at Boston Garden, okay? And you played what we called sectionals along the way at various spots. Sometimes it was a neutral uh, court. Sometimes it was somebody's home court that they'd earned. I'm not saying that's how they should do it here. I'm just saying that's how it was done there because I, I would modify that for South Dakota because I love having the tournament in one, you know, the way it is. I just don't think there should be a seventh place game. Once you've lost, maybe go into a consolation bracket. And then once you've lost there, you're done. Nobody should have to go 0 and 3 at a state tournament after having a great year and making the state tournament. And then if you combined all three in one place, which I know they don't want to do because, you know, uh, obviously if it was in Sioux Falls, Rapid City and Aberdeen would lose out having a state tournament. I get it. I'm just saying, I think it would be more exciting to have it all in one place and then have three championship games on that Saturday and nothing else. Your you know, you know I, I would absolutely agree with that. I, th- I think when you're playing for a seventh-place win, I mean, there's not a lot of motivation from a player perspective or even from a fan perspective at that point in time. It's just a real quick peripheral issue. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this, but I'm not a big fan of the multiple classes we have, both in football and basketball. Maybe that's an issue we can talk about in more depth uh, at some point in time. But, you know, spreading out things, spreading things too thin, which is kind of related to the seventh place game. Well, they've always um, done that, though, even well, when it was just the A and the B, class A and B. They always had a seventh place game. That's understood. always been the case, Neil. Under, understood. When you and, played, it was, and, a, it was exactly. a seventh place game. Yes, yes. Um, but again, uh, to me, it's uh, kind of a, a moot point who's, seventh place at that point in time but you know from a spreading the games out or the tournaments out in the various venues there's a certain economic positive impact to these places too and I know. and these venues the the Hurons the Watertowns they're not going to be uh, likely to want to give that up i mean so th- that that's one of the reasons why i think the high school association wants to spread it out a little bit but i agree with you i think if we could consolidate into one place and you know, from a fan perspective, and I don't say this to demean any of the various cities around the state, but when fans are coming in, they they want to see the game. I mean, it's exciting to see the game, the players, the atmosphere surrounding the the state tournament. But they're also there kind of to have a good time and do things and enjoy the local flavors and and activities. Um, and and undoubtedly, Sioux Falls and probably Rapid City have the greatest. Uh, array of activities and, and things for people to do. So it would make sense from a, from a entertainment perspective, uh, from an event perspective for the fans to probably have it in one place. But again, I, I don't see that ever happening because of the, of the impact on, on these other cities and, and, and those other cities, the Watertowns and the Aberdeens, uh, the Hurons, they, they need that additional I, economic impact. I so, agree. But, but I agree with your general premise of, of one location might be advantageous. I just think it'd be more exciting. Uh, but I will say this and, 
And over the years, I've obviously covered a lot of state tournaments and done TV games from a, a lot of different locations. I love the Huron Arena. I love the Watertown Civic Arena. It's fun doing games from those places when they're full. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's an even big... I, I just relate back to when I was a kid and the championship game was at the Boston Garden. You know, it it, it was at the Mecca. And... That's what the new facility in Rapid City, certainly, I haven't been there yet, but I've heard wonderful reviews about it. And, and then the Premier Center, my gosh. You know, it used to, used to be the arena. And the arena wasn't necessarily all that nice. It was just bigger. The Premier Center is nice. It's, it, you go in there and you go, there's a wow factor there that whether it's high school wrestling, high school basketball, stampede hockey, uh, storm football, and I, I do think that the fact that they were able to, to curtain off part of it and make it smaller if they need to for like a storm game or a stampede game, they can do that. Um, and I do, I thought the storm were better suited to play in the arena than they are in the premier center. And I think Curtis Riggs would tell you the same thing because it's closer and it's louder and it's rowdier. And I don't know. There's pros and cons to all of it, but I, I just thought I'd throw that out there. My thought is I, I just think if he had all three championship games in one place, that would be pretty exciting. And I don't know how, I don't know how you'd make it work. But I, I, regardless of all that, I've always thought that there shouldn't be a seventh place game. Now, whether you have it in all three locations like it is now, that's fine. Just don't have a seventh place. Everybody should get to play too. Like Laverne's hockey team lost today to Hermantown six nothing at the state tournament. They get to play again. The girls last week lost their first round game. They got to play again. They get a second game. They made it all the way to state. Let them play another game. That's great. But if they lose the second game, be done. Yeah. You don't want to lose three straight. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just how no, I feel. You know, I agree. And I, I just had to share something. You mentioned you loved the Huron Arena. I recall when I was about 10 years old talking my parents into driving up to Huron for the State A basketball tournament to watch Washington play. 10 years old, the Huron Arena, that was before the Sioux Falls Arena. It was huge. I mean, it was such a great experience and such an awesome experience for me just to, just to experience that, that arena type concept. We had a lot of fun. Um, and I agree that some of these new arenas, a little bit smaller than our, facilities here in Sioux Falls and Rapid City, but each of those venues has a has a neat place to play. So again, that's a reason why they should share in the tourneys probably yeah. at, uh, at different times. Well, they've got character. They've got tradition. They've got history. I remember when I was with South Coast State when they played at Oregon State uh, in the NCAA tournament. I walked into that and I felt like I was at the uh, the Huron Arena. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it really reminded me of, of that. I mean, it, they're very, 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 very similar and the Corn Palace, and, and on and on. There are several locations in South Dakota, uh, and and obviously the Barnett Center is that could be one of that could be one of the locations that has all three championship games in a day. It doesn't have to be just Sioux Falls or Rapid City. It could be Aberdeen, but you got to remember it's got to be in a community that has enough hotels and restaurants and everything else to take care of those people that would be there. So. You're a little bit limited. So I'll back off. It's not going to happen. I just thought I'd throw it out there. It's an exciting time of the year. And, um, yeah, like I said, I, I think the very first, the very first state tournament game I ever did was at the Huron Arena. Now that I think about it on TV. What, what year do you think that would have been? 80. Okay. 
80, girls basketball, 1980. Uh, that was the year that, that, uh, Jefferson got into the championship game. Uh, and they, they had that, they had all those phenomenal teams. They were, they, they played a game, game against Washington. 88 to 78, I think was the final score at the old Washington gym, which was so dark you could barely even see. I remember we tried to shoot, you know, we would be in there shooting with our cameras for the newscast and it was so dark you, you, you could barely tell what was going on in there. But that Jefferson team that Fred Tibbetts coached before he had a, that great run at Roosevelt was phenomenal. Um, and they made it all the way to the championship game and ran into a stall. And, uh, ended up still winning the game, but that's where we did our first at KSFY when we got the rights to the tournaments away from Kello. That would have been the very first tournament we ever did. And I was really excited to show, have the girls get a chance to showcase their skills on statewide TV. And boy, have they come a long way since, but that Jefferson team was every bit as good as any of the teams are now. And there have been several along the way that I've covered. Uh, the Wakanda girl, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get started because I'm going to leave people out, but I mean, girls basketball has just been phenomenal in this state. You know, that Brookings team that had like six D1 players on it that Jim Holwera coached and, and, um, you know, Amy Mickelson was on that team and, mm-hmm. and, uh, Renee Salquist and, and Chris Holwera and it, it, yeah, I mean, We've had tons in the Roosevelt team with their hundred plus straight wins when they went out to Oregon and won that holiday tournament. That was one of the highlights of my career was being at that. Somebody asked me when I was down in Frisco, is this the highlight? I said, well, it's one of them, but, and it was, it was extremely cool. I was so glad I was there, but that trip to, to Oregon with the Roosevelt girls back in 1999, when their season was in the fall. And this was a Christmas tournament, and they had to get special permission from the Activities Association to go because their season was over. And they had already won like 65 straight games, uh, and they went to this tournament. And I hooked up with the NBC affiliate out in Portland, and they let me use a edit booth for five days and feed stuff back every day through the satellite truck. And each day, Roosevelt kept winning. They won the championship of the whole thing over some of the best players and teams in the country in high school basketball, even though they, had the, even though they hadn't played in a month and a half. And it was phenomenal. So it, it's been fun. And and they've played in some of those, I guess, I don't know how I got off on this <laughs> tangent, but, uh, yeah, some of these locations that the tournaments are at now, wonderful memories for those of us who are sports fans. You know, from a sports fan perspective, you you just talk about the evolution of girls basketball. I and as I look back over the last forty years, nineteen eighty to the, approximately the present time, the quality of the girls' basketball play, their play and their talents is so much greater. I mean, it's improved dramatically. Yeah. Uh, of course, as a result of better training methods, better coaches, more experienced coaches, um, younger girls getting interested from an earlier age and really catching the fever. But it's been so impressive to me. The quality of the play has improved so much. There have always been great teams. Now there's a lot more really good teams. So that would be what you're talking about. Right. And, and I would say more the, good players. The, there, there were good, there were good players. 40, Back in 30, the day. But, yeah. but now there are great teams yeah. where there isn't just one good player. There's four or five good players on a team. Yeah. Uh, so the teams are a better quality. 
All right, we're going to take a break. Neil Graff and I will come back and talk about whatever when we come back. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust services. Not FDIC insured. Does every home in your neighborhood look the same? Looking to give your home a little more pizzazz? A new garage door from Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls is the easy way to give your home that new, refreshed look. We offer a variety of styles and options to fit any type of home. Stand out in the crowd and contact Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls. Now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Advanced Thompson Vision. We change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. Meet my good buddy Greg Gohl, CEO of Hague Realtors and father of some terrific athletes. Greg, how long has Hague been around? Mark, we've been around over 75 years, and we have over 200 licensed agents who are all really good at helping their clients with their real estate needs, whether buying, selling, or both. And you have several locations, right? Yep. We're in Sioux Falls, Brandon, Garrison, Hartford, all over the Sioux Empire, and even out in the Black Hills. You guys do such an amazing job, and you also have some terrific personalities who are a blast to be around and work with. Every day is fun at Hag. We sold over 4,000 properties last year, worth over a billion dollars. That's how good our people are. That is impressive. In sports terms, you've built a dynasty, kind of like those Lincoln tennis teams. Your contact info, Greg. It's simple, Mark. Go to Hag.com, find the agent you want to work with. We're Hag Realtors since 1945. You hear me talking about Great Life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president. Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> that I'd love to have you work out with me every morning at 6 a.m. I don't think so. How about waiting until I'm awake? Well, good thing most of our facilities are open 24 hours a day. And we've got a friendly, knowledgeable staff that'll help you get started or even keep you on track if you need to be, Dad. Let's change the subject. When are you adding new golf courses? Well, we're always looking ahead for our members. So in addition to the courses that we have in the region, we also have Great Life courses in Kansas City, Topeka, and now Arizona. Now you're talking. Hey, hey, can you help me hit it further too? Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. (laughs) I I know that. (laughs) But our golf pro certainly can. (laughs) (laughs) Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hucett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark Ovenden with Neil Graff. Uh, Neil, a uh, week from today is when free agency starts in the NFL, so... 
there have been a lot of big-name players, Kendricks being one of them, who've been released by their teams. Uh, The Vikings uh, freeing up some salary cap space by doing that. Were you surprised, and do you see any potential other names of guys that might end up becoming a free agent as a result of the salary cap issue that every single team has? You know, I, I think it's inevitable there will be some casualties, uh, salary cap casualties. I remember a couple of weeks ago I, I asked or we visited with Chad about the fact that the uh, Vikings are about $25 million over the salary cap, and they're going to have to resolve that issue. We had mentioned that uh, Adam Thielen was a potential candidate to, to, to go by the wayside because of his big impact. He's a 19 to $20 million impact. Uh, and he's not the their salary. star receiver. And, and he's 34 or 5 now yeah. and, and uh, still got a couple years left, but not the main guy. Um, uh, Eric Kendricks went by the wayside. He's certainly a salary cap casualty. The other th- uh, thing I've seen kind of floating out there is many of the pundits, the uh, uh, both the NFL pundits and Viking pundits, C.J. Ham. You know, this last year, 2022, C.J. only participated or played in about 15% of the offensive plays. Um, and, and part of that was the Vikings were fighting from behind in several games, and you don't use your fullback when you're when you're throwing the ball and, and trying to play catch-up. Um, but there's some there's some thoughts about that. He, he's 30 years old, um, but he may be a casualty just because the Vikings have to find somebody, some way, to pare down that salary cap. So we hope that doesn't happen, our hometown hero. But uh, that he we got to kind of be watching for something happening, perhaps on that front. Oh, he had a good career. Both those two guys, you know, out of the NSIC or NCC, whichever, you know, you like to call it, Adam Thielen and C.J. Hamm both making the Vikings as um, as free agents, as guys that that uh, were, you know, undrafted. And that's they're just such great stories. I think nine years for C.J. Hamm now in the league, yeah. which doesn't seem possible. We'll talk to our buddy Clay Matvick. Put an end to dry air problems with whole home humidity.